And to think I thought it was difficult coming up with a top 5 list in 2022, having no idea that in 2023 Nordic musicians, uh, Norwegians in particular actually, would go so hard that I would have to expand this year's list to top 10 just to feel like I'm saying anything meaningful about this year's Nordic music scene. And just to put it bluntly, 2023 was an amazing year to be the Nordic music guy, and I look forward to the years ahead, especially considering just how many of the musicians on this list, particularly towards the top of it, are just getting started. So, without further ado, let's bid farewell to the wonderful year that was 2023 by revisiting some of the best albums that the Nordics had to give us this past year. Let's get into it. Starting off this list at number 10, we have the Norwegian prog folk band Sver with their album Legacy. For many years now, Sver has been a favorite of mine in the Nordic prog alt-folk scene, and having not released an album since 2018, I was pretty ecstatic back in the fall, end of summer, when they announced that they had a new album coming this year. And I was especially happy to see that this album would be on the more traditional side, sort of paying homage to the tradition bearers that taught all these musicians their craft, and sort of paved the way for them to do what they do. So just from the get-go, that album is already, just from a conceptual standpoint, incredibly, you know, uh, interesting to me. And then of course, after listening to this album more than a few times, I can safely say that this is one hell of an homage to give the people that have come before you. So it's fair. Excellent job. Looking forward to see what you guys come up with next. And of course, my favorite track off of this album would have to be Lurdog's Kvalen. Number nine, Runa Hild with her album Free Spirit. So you all know that I absolutely adore Runa Hild's music, so it shouldn't be much of a surprise to find her new album on this list. But the thing is, Free Spirit to me, like the name, right, runs deeper than just the name of the album. For starters, it's her first album as an independent artist after quite a few releases on a pretty significant uh, record label in the Nordic music scene. So it's sort of like her entry into being an independent artist again, and as a musician myself, I can say that it's always an exciting time to sort of like be your own commander, uh, but it can also be pretty intimidating, and this is what opens up the, I feel like the more important part of Free Spirit is that I really feel that with this album, Runehild is the most confident I've heard her throughout all of her albums, and seeing sort of these 
voices, these experimentations, these sounds coming out of her that I feel like have been trying to poke through for a few albums now, suddenly ringing through loud and clear, right? That sort of makes the name Free Spirit ring all the more true to me when I listen to this album. She's by far at her most confident, she has so much vigor, and just her voice comes through so strongly. It's just a side of Runehild that I've only seen grow over the last few albums, and seeing it here on full display makes me so excited to see what she has for us next, especially considering just how much music this woman has been pumping out for us lately. So, Runehild, thank you so much for Free Spirit. It's a wonderful album, and of course, my favorite track would have to be, as it is for many people, Runehild included, I think, Essence. Next up at number eight, let's get a little dark and heavy here with Merck's Dupit. So at least from my perspective, Thomas Erickson has been nothing but a force for good in black metal. Between his own podcast where he hosts prominent musicians in the black metal scene to talk about a wide range of topics, to his relentlessly original individual DIY approach to his own records as Merck, it just feels so great to know that black metal is in such good hands between him and the others sort of like in his orbit, right? And a concept album, right? Dupit is a concept album that takes a Lovecraftian myth and sort of like norses it up with Draugr and company. It just feels like you've stumbled upon a ritual in Dupit that you were never meant to see, but almost out of morbid curiosity, you sort of stick around, and as a reward, you are given, at least in my opinion, one of the most refreshing and original black metal albums to come out in years, right? Uh, to, just from a personal, you know, point of view, this album sort of, like, pulled me into my love of black metal again after sort of, like, getting a little tired of it. Um, this is the album that was like, hey man, you're missing out. And I was like, Yes, I am. So all in all, Dupit is a testament to Mork's commitment to raw, beautiful, ethereal black metal, with each track on this album standing tall on its own, with memorable moments and all the dark, gritty atmosphere you want out of your Norwegian black metal. And of all the tracks on this album, Zvik was an instant favorite of mine that I put on pretty regularly around here.
Cricket heard we were talking about black metal, his favorite type of music, probably because of all the screaming. So he wanted to join in, even though for number seven, we are going back into the wonderful world of fiddling with Vessen's album, Melikin. So since Rolga Taurot's departure from Vessen after the Rule of Three album in 2019, this legendary Swedish folk group found themselves a duo for the first time in 30 years. Pretty ironic when you think of it that way. But between Olav Johansson and Mikael Marin, uh, this band was hardly down and out. Right? So as much as I do miss Roger, I also understand that musicians have to move on eventually, especially after 30 years, in order to keep themselves groaning, uh, growing, learning, and expressing themselves. But more importantly, to the topic at hand, I think the new challenge of songwriting and performing as a duo has opened up Vessen's music to some pretty interesting possibilities from a songwriting perspective. That's some new stuff you've got to fill in between a nickel harpa and a five-string fiddle, right? And this album, I think, puts that on full display as to what Vessen can come up with when they have to sort of like fill in for that missing third person that's been there for all these decades. And so, Following up to the 2021 album Duo, which was their first album as a duo, I think Melikin really underscores this point beautifully, that Vessen still has so much zest for the music that they play, and so much to come up with for us. So, of all the tracks, Longdrosen, uh, I think underscores their potential as a duo quite beautifully. That's enough screaming. You're going to give me even more tinnitus and you're going to make people turn off the video. All right. So number six, we are actually back in black metal. Sorry, Cricket. We have enslaved Heimdall. Heimdall is a total work of art, plain and simple. From the artwork itself, to the concept, to the narrative, to the weaving of musical and literary elements to tell Heimdall's story in a black metal format, this album is certainly one that will stand the test of time, and I hope put any arguments to bed once and for all that heavy metal is a frivolous and artless form of music. You would all be amazed at how many people still hold that incredibly dated opinion. But by nature of this being such an epic concept album, one of the drawbacks is that I can't just passively put it on. I can't just jump into the middle. It feels like I'm doing the album a disservice, right? This album not only needs, but commands my full attention front to back. But that's just the nature of doing a concept album of this awesome of a scale. But regardless, Heimdall is one hell of an ambitious powerhouse of a record that I don't think could have come from anyone else other than the legends of Enslaved. And so while it's almost impossible for me to sort of like pull out a track to just have you listen to, I'm just going to recommend the opening track Behind the Mirror for how it opens with Vardruno's Elif Gunderson sounding his lure, an ancient instrument associated with Heimdall since time immemorial, leading right into a powerful opening that just seamlessly leads you throughout the rest of an album. This opening track, I feel, just really illustrates the point I made about how many elements, musical and literary, are woven into this album to tell you Handel's story. And for that reason, this album, I think, is just a monument of 21st century black metal. 
So with number five, we're going to probably the complete opposite end of the stylistic spectrum with Eva Staden's Solen var Betreder. Have you ever listened to an album that leaves you feeling like you're floating through time and space without a care in the world? That's what this album is to me. The voices on this album are ethereal, the instrumentation paints almost an impressionistic landscape, and the tasteful electronica fills in all the gaps between to create this wonderfully unique album experience. It's one of those records that sort of like puts its arms around you and says everything's gonna be alright. And that's why this album has earned such a special place on my shelf and in my heart. And if you're going to dive into just one track, the standout track for me on this album is the charming Blomsterbed. Next up at number four, we have an album that Kenneth Lien of Ava Staden actually guested on for one of my favorite tracks on the album. We have Gangar with their debut album, Stoop. Gangar, you beautiful, beautiful band of hooligans. Your music and your overall attitude to what you do just brings so much joy to so many people, myself included. You killed it, Nigar's Bloat. Your Who Shot Gangar music video for Doris Kleinlander got a hearty laugh out of a room full of usually disinterested undergrads in my music appreciation elective. And the way that you balance all of your good vibes and just like smiles and good times with the utmost respect and dedication towards your craft is inspiring in every sense of the word. With all this in mind, Stube continues to be a returning favorite in my CD player, and if I ever need a pick-me-up, this album is just what I need. The way Gangar blends so many seemingly incompatible elements with the broader palette of Norwegian traditional music, without actually sacrificing the essence of any of the styles that they're using, is incredible to me and offers such a unique musical experience that only Gangar can provide you. Albums like this remind me why I love what I do. And of all the tracks to recommend you, I am actually going to recommend that you watch the music video to Doris Rhinelander to just see why so many people have fallen so hard for the rascals of Gagar.
So for number three, you all knew this album was going to show up eventually. I said it back in March, and I still hold to it. Anno 1696 is Insomnium at the top of their game. I personally think that it is their crowning achievement as a band and feels like what they've been working towards over these decades of them giving us epic melancholic melodeath, right? And back when they released Winter's Gate in 2017, I believe, it gave us our first taste of what Insomnium can do when they expand from a track format into a long-form concept album. And this album, I feel, just delivers a fully realized Finnish melodeath concept album. The narrative, the concept, how the songs weave into each other while still keeping all there is to love about Insomnium's individual songwriting, like majestic riffs and powerful choruses that make your hair stand up on the back of your neck. Anno 1696 accomplishes the impossible of pushing the band forward to new heights and new possibilities of their songwriting while keeping everything that sort of made their original fanbase love them in the first place. So many bands would kill to strike that balance of doing something new while somehow still satisfying what they've been doing that has brought them so many fans. And Anno 1696 accomplishes this beautifully. So further, the follow-up EP of cut material, Songs of Dusk, is actually just as good as everything else on the album. And I wonder, why didn't they just go on the album? I'm sure they have their reasons, but it's very rare that the follow-up EP to a big album like this is of the same quality. And uh, Songs of Dusk is also worth listening to if you love Anno 1696. And of all the songs, you really cannot go wrong with Lillian. It's that old-school insomnium songwriting in the context of this grandiose concept album. Number two, we are going back into the traditional folk music sphere with Frigg's Perento Heritage. Following up immediately with another Finnish group, Frigg's Perento has been in regular rotation for me since it released back in April. This group has all the precision, intuition, and dedication that can only come from a folk band that's been around the block for about 20 years at this point. And their command over their music is on full display throughout the entirety of Perento. This album so smoothly weaves back and forth between beautiful melancholic melodies from these ripping foot-stomping dance tunes with fiddles, guitar, mandolin, and double bass bringing the full string band experience to traditional Finnish music. Frigg shows you all there is to love about the Finnish music scene and to this day, the sheer mastery represented in Reapasti Veteliste, I hope I pronounced that even relatively correct, blows me away with just how seemingly they flow from one idea to the next. It's like four songs in one that just almost gives you whiplash, but in the best way possible, and usually is not found in a traditional string band format. So, 
That is the track I would recommend, and please, if you still are on the fence about traditional music, somehow give this record a spin, and I'd be very surprised if you didn't find at least something to fall in love with. Well, here we are. Number one. For the more inquisitive viewers, you've probably looked at the thumbnail, you've looked at the Instagram post that might have brought you here, and you've been doing the process of elimination for which album cover has yet to show up right here. And for number one, are any of us really surprised that the best album this year for me in Nordic music was Mio's Ingentid Omista? What else is there to say? The review I did for this album was the longest album review I have ever done, and my love and enthusiasm for both the album and this band was practically oozing through the screen. To summarize my feelings on this album the best I can, Mio's approach to Ingentito Mista is both strikingly original, but somehow seductively vintage. The range of emotions, styles, and sounds you hear throughout this album is insane, right? There's no other way to put it. And every listen brings me something new to love and appreciate about what the witches of Mio have brewed for us here. And to me, that's what makes this album, or any album, stand on top. When every listen somehow feels like I'm putting on the album for the first time, waiting to hear something new, as if each listen pulls back another layer of what this album has to offer. All of the musicians in Mio, they bring their absolute all to the record, and every song you find here has the potential of getting stuck in your friggin' ear for at least a week. I've spun this record more than any other this year, and it hasn't even begun to get tired for me. And just a side note, seriously, how did they get this album to sound as if it'd be right at home on a 70s record shelf? You guys know in almost every album review, I mention sound production in some way, and you know that I really don't care for pristine production. This album has all of that grit and grain that makes those older records so interesting to listen to. And that only adds like a nice spice or the whipped cream on top of what there is to love about this album. And between Mio and Gangar, the future of Norway's folk rock scene is looking like a force to be reckoned with, and I'm here for it.
And so, my friends, it has been a wonderful year here on the Nordic Sound channel. With over 20,000 views across almost 40 countries, it's been an absolute honor serving as your personal Nordic music dork and your most reliable platform for Nordic music and culture. At least it's what I strive to be. If you want to support the work that I do, be sure to subscribe here, subscribe on Medium, or follow the podcast. Or if you want to support me in a more direct way, head on over to patreon.com slash nordicsoundchannel to support the platform monetarily. With great anticipation, I await what the beautiful world of Nordic music has in store for us in 2024. Happy New Year, and let's toast to another year around the sun. Skull.